Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. Dr. Jennings shares with me the titles he wants for our shows each week, and I usually can pretty much figure out what he wants to address on that particular program. But today's title confused me. He's calling it The Injustice of Human Justice. Wait a minute. Isn't justice justice? Let's find out what he means. Dr. Jennings, who joins us today via Skype, what's going on? Yeah, so... In the political climate in which we live, doesn't matter whether you're on left or right, people on both sides are constantly arguing about injustices of various kinds occurring. And we're not going to have a political show, but I think we all feel that sense, that emotion, that that urgency, that complaint, either from the left or the right yes. on various topics and subjects, that something is unjust. And what's unjust? Unfair. It's not right. It's wrong. That's what injustice is. And in the Greek, interestingly, in the New Testament, the uh, basic Greek word for justice is the same word as righteousness or just. So because if you do the just thing, you do the right thing, right. and the right thing is righteous or just. Mm -hmm. So there really is no distinction. But in, in our English language, we often feel righteousness is a little different than justice. Justice often is viewed as some, as a legal or judicial process whereas righteousness is something about us becoming more virtuous or holy or godlike. In the Bible perspective, actually true justice is harmonizing with God and becoming like God would have us be in heart and mind. Human justice, though, and this is where you, the question of, well, how do you know what's right and wrong? How do you know what's really just? What's the right thing to do? Well, it depends on how you understand the law. If you view law like humans do, made up rules, like don't walk on the grass or jaywalking or, or tax laws or whatever the rules are, yeah. those require judicial oversight, speed limits, somebody has to catch you. It's not fair. I got caught, but the car right in front of me didn't get pulled over. Have you ever had that? Oh my they, were, they, were actually, they, they actually just passed me. They were going faster <laughs> than me. Okay. Okay. How, how many have I heard that? That, yeah. that is just a tiny little example of the injustice of human justice. It's arbitrarily applied. It has to be caught. You have to be uh, prosecuted. You have to be convicted. You have to be punished. And so the, the human justice is just made up rules that is enforced by the people in power. God's justice is the justice that is based on the laws the Creator built reality to operate upon, and those laws never deviate, they never waver, they are applied the same across all peoples, like gravity, laws of health. The only variables are the choices that people make in relation to those laws. Some people exercise, some people don't. But the law of exertion, if you want something to get stronger, you must exercise it, doesn't discriminate between those who exercise it and those who don't. The people make the decision, and they reap the consequences of that. These are design laws that are very, very just and very fairly applied because they're constants across the board. Human justice, though, and this is what I really want people to see, because in my view of the Bible worldview, Satan has duped the entire world, Christian and non-Christian alike, into believing you can get justice through his kingdoms. Mm. And remember when, when Satan took Jesus to the top of the mountain in his temptations, he showed him 35% of the kingdoms of the world. No, uh, he showed him 
all of the kingdoms of the world and offered them to him. And Jesus validates this, this idea that, that the kingdoms of the world are Satan's kingdoms when he says, my kingdom is not of this world. Those are Jesus' words. Mm-hmm. And so the kingdoms of the world operate on made-up rules that are coercively enforced with fines, imprisonments, even death penalties, punishments inflicted, and this is Satan's kingdom. And what Satan traps people into doing is doing some real injustice. It could be an individual injustice, a person getting attacked or, or robbed or, or brutalized in some way, or it could be a societal injustice, an unjust war that we've heard about, something along those lines. Either way, a real injustice occurs, and then people believe they can pursue making it right, doing justice through Satan's kingdom, Mm. through punishing, killing, harming others, passing more made-up laws to make it illegal to do these things again, when in fact all that results in is the corruption of more and more hearts. Now let me make this even more clear. Jesus not only said his kingdom was not of this world, he says the kingdom of God is within you. The only place on earth that you can actually find God's kingdom is in the hearts of the righteous, those who have had the law of God, according to Hebrews 8.10, written on the heart and mind. They have been reborn. They operate in a different way. And the justice they do is completely opposite. And so Jesus, it's very powerful. When Jesus talked about how his people will do justice, when injustice occurs, he said, this is out of Matthew chapter 5, you have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I tell you, do not resist the evil person. If someone strikes you on the cheek, turn him the other. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. And then he goes on to describe how the sun rises on the wicked and the righteous, and the rain falls on the wicked and the righteous. In other words, designless. God's creative powers do not discriminate. Be perfect, therefore, as your Father in heaven is perfect. God knows that when the people of God come back to his system, they love their neighbor as their self. And when you love people as yourself, you don't lie about them, you don't steal from them, you don't murder them, you don't abuse them in any way. In other words, we would have peace and harmony in our society to the degree God's law is written in hearts and minds. Satan doesn't care which political party runs a nation. What Satan cares about is destroying the kingdom of God on earth, meaning infecting the hearts of God's people with his methods. And how does he do it? By doing real injustice and then getting Christians or righteous people to believe they can set things right by using Satan's methods and Satan's kingdoms. Let's get the right judges. Let's get the right laws. Let's get the right police officers. Let's get the right enforcement. Let's get the right violence. Let's get the right just wars. Let's go out and imprison and punish or even kill in war those who disagree with us. You said something very, very important there, Dr. Jennings, that that Satan doesn't care which political party is in power. That's very telling because a lot of political power is saying, God is with us. No, God is with us. The same thing happened during the Civil War. God is with us. No, God is with us. And you're saying that God is someplace else. He's in the heart. Yeah, he's in the heart. All kingdoms of the earth are unjust. Okay. There has never been one human government ever 
in which all people get treated justly. It's true. There are degrees of injustice. Some governments are much more villainous and unjust. They murder by the millions the people that are under their power. Others are less unjust, but they're still unjust. Why? Because every human law is arbitrary. Some people will be benefited. Some people will be harmed. Further, the application of the laws are dependent upon the limitations of the human beings enforcing those laws. And human knowledge is deficient. It's not perfect. And so even with good motives, there is ignorance. There is lack of awareness. There is evidence not available. And so innocents get convicted. Guilty people go off. Worse, in every society that's ever existed, those with connections, those with political capital, those with wealth, those who have these types of connections, the laws never apply the same to them as to the, to the peons, the serfs, the, yeah. the poor, the people without those connections. We all know that's yeah. the case. We've all seen it even in America. But if you look through the dark ages or through the history of the world, there has always been those who the laws don't apply the same to. We have in America the statement that the, that no one is above the law, and it's used very effectively by certain political groups. But I think anybody with discernment can see, no, there are people clearly that the laws don't apply the same to as others. They get away with stuff the rest of us would never get away with. And we see that all the time because the human systems are arbitrary and therefore open to manipulation and abuse. God's laws are not. Now, let's be clear also. To the degree that the human governments are operated by righteous people, people who do have God's kingdom in their heart, they're honest, they're loyal, they're faithful, they're true, they pray for wisdom, to the degree that the various legislators and judges and, and administrators and bureaucrats that run government are righteous, their individual holy endeavors and attitudes and actions will mitigate the abuses and diminish the injustices. But injustice still occurs because there's ignorance and there's still people manipulating behind the scenes and people bribing and paying off and blackmailing and all the other things that go on. Those righteous people mitigate the injustice, but the system's still inherently unjust because they're Satan's kingdoms. To the degree that the people in a society become less godly, the systems they govern become more unjust. And you can see this in the Dark Ages when the systems were ungodly through a false God construct. They claimed to believe in God, but the God they believed in was not the true God, so it was ungodly. Or you can see this in communist countries who deny God altogether, and you can see how completely abusive both of those types of systems were to the people. So why am I saying this? Why are we having the show today? Because we are entering a time in human history where the Bible predicts that the deceptions will be so subtle, if it were possible, the very elect could be deceived. And one of those subtle deceptions is this idea that you can pursue and achieve justice through the levers of human government, the right laws, the right legislators, the right elected officials, the right justices. And it is a trap because through those methods, you embrace and practice the methods of the enemy, the methods of Satan's kingdom. We, as the people of God, have to step back and go, no, God's kingdom does not work that way. We attack injustice through loving our neighbor as ourself, for bringing people back to a knowledge of God and converting all hearts to God's methods. And when that happens, then the injustices in society go away. 
So we're living in a political, legislative world, but we need to be acting in a personal relationship with God world. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly right. And as things come to a head, the Bible describes as a beastly system that forms. That's a a worldly conglomerate. Mm -hmm. Many Christians, I think, miss the point. When these when this beastly system acts, it is not going to act with a pitchfork and red horns. It's not going to act by saying everybody has to offer child sacrifices. It's not going to do gross and offensive things. It's actually going to come forward with laws and actions that are designed to do justice. It might be racial justice. It might be environmental justice. It might be gender justice. It might be justice for the unborn. I don't know what the justice will be, but I promise you the system will seek to do some form of justice, and they will think they're doing the right thing. But they will be using the methods of coercion and force and imprisonment and financial incentives, and no one can buy or sell, say him, who practices those methods. The people of God have to realize that God's methods are we present the truth in love while we leave people free. We don't coerce. We don't force. We're supposed to be praying for discernment, focusing, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, understand the difference between God as creator and his laws as the design laws reality are built on, and that the systems of this world are not his domain, and they will never uplift and practice Christ. And if we buy into the systems of this world and practice those methods, we are likely to be part of the enemies of God. Well, Dr. Jennings has just given us an invitation, listener, to love. Right, Dr. Jennings? That's exactly right. All right. Comeandreason.com is the website, listeners. I would invite you to go there. Dr. Jennings has made many resources available, some of them free, and also his blogs to read and television programs to look at and these programs to listen to again, all at comeandreason.com. You will be inspired. Dr. Jennings, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. Come and reason.